This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Always Wolves Squadcast. I'm joined by my co-host Manny Singh, Amy Hadley and also appearing a friend of the podcast today. We've got Kevin Rogers, the CEO of Paycare and also is it trustee of the foundation? It is indeed, yes. Fantastic to have you back on and we're doing today, are we excited? It's a European <laughs> special and I'm excited and, um, Expect I a European know. jingle or something, some background music. And, um, do you remember that um, show, Going for Gold? Going for Gold. Do you remember that game show? Do you remember it? Yeah, oh yeah. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was all these European things. It was all up to do with Europe. Going for Kev's yeah. laughing, he remembers it. No, I've no idea what you're talking about, mate. Mate, right. well, nobody knows what Dave's it. talking about. Like, just I don't have a clue, but I'm just smiling. <laughs> You'll have to look it up on YouTube. First off, yeah. before we get on, um, obviously we, we need to look just quickly back at the Chelsea game. It didn't work out for us and um, obviously with Arsenal winning the FA Cup, you know, it's kind of like ev- everything's gone against us in terms of the results and last minute decisions and we've ended up missing out uh, by goal difference on six and then Arsenal have gone and won the FA Cup again and uh, obviously we're at this point, we're not in Europe next season. I mean, how did you? How are you feeling about the season as a whole, generally? I mean, fantastic season. Like it's just so just. It was just so frustrating. Like so disappointed. I think it was just disappointment at the end because it felt like it was in our hands, and Spurs didn't even win. And then it's just that free kick decision. It was just they just didn't recover from that. Um, but. All in all, it's been an absolutely fantastic season. I think we deserve to be in Europe, and I don't think anyone would have any qualms about that. I think that Spurs have been ridiculously lucky, especially when you look at how many VAR benefits they have had. I think they've had the most in favour. VAR really winds you up. I saw you posting the VAR tables and everything. VAR really does wind me up. I mean, I'm not like, I don't speak too much on social media about decisions and stuff when it comes to uh, football, but VAR is definitely one that has angered me through the season and seeing those tables, I think 
just frustrated. But we've talked about VR on a lot. I don't want to bring that into this <laughs> But overall, fantastic season, but I just feel a little bit disappointed with how it ended. Fair, fair play. Kev? Amazing season. Abs- absolutely incredible. Um, you know, we're three years into the plan, aren't we? We're, we're way ahead of where I think any of us realistically expected us to be. I know we, we, we you know, we've got dreams that, that we would um, really hit the ground running when we, when we got to this position, but it, it's just been astonishing. Um, I, I came away from the, the Chelsea game um, pretty much the same feeling as I had at the Watford game. That yeah, I was gutted. And, you know, we'd never really turned up for that game. Um, but was I bothered? No, not really. Like, was I bothered when we lost against Watford? Yes, yeah, sort of, for the time being. But I knew we would be back. It's like, this is just the start. That's the way, that's it, isn't it? Bouncing back. The start, we're going to be here again. You know, we've got a chance now to get into the Champions League. It's, it's going to be really, really tough. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> It's another opportunity that, that we've got. Um, but this, this is just the start. Um, so an incredible season that has given us amazing highs that, that most Wolves... And great have. memories. And we're going to come on to some of those memories in a bit as well, aren't we? We're going to, do, we're yes. going to talk about our favourite European trips this year as well. The VAR, um, it, it's with us to stay. The, the issue is uh, appalling officials... You happy overall, Kev? Happy. Let's let's sort the referees out and the officials, and then yeah. we might. Get some we'll send stuff. we'll send you round, Kev. <laughs> and Manny, how about yourself, mate? Yeah, it's funny, Kev. You just mentioned that semi final against Watford when Amy was talking. I just had that game, a game where we controlled it, two and a lot, great, and then the ending so disappointing. So that's kind of what the season's been. We've got to a height where we thought we touched. Champions League and then for a number of reasons and a lot of it down to our lack of experience and game management again where we are in our development as a team overall um, again a fantastic achievement when you looked at the FA Cup we would have liked to go to the final but it's still an achievement to get to the semi-final we'd never been there for how many years so overall it was still an achievement The, the game itself the Chelsea game the game actually believe it or not was a nothing game and um on that that decision does change a lot of things. People do say, well, yeah, Wolves didn't really turn up in the second half and they played, didn't really play very well. But the decision does have a big bearing. So the only thing I've got, to, my little thing on VAR is VAR doesn't come into it if you're a side that scores the second goal and then goes on to score the third goal. We don't do that. We always live on a knife edge. Um, so when a VAR call comes, it's usually because we're nil-nil or just one nil up means it's going to be crucial if you're 2-0 up or 3-0 up against Burnley then there's not so one thing that going forward you know our defence I think is rock solid and, and and we need to find a way of scoring more goals from midfield I think and that will combat a lot of the because we're not magically these officials ain't going to get great overnight I don't think they are some of the, they ain't you know, they, they're, they're rubbish they, some of them are awful they have become yeah. like legends in their own minds Mike Dean, especially. Oh, but that they're all. We could do an episode on Mike Dean's decisions and go through them, couldn't we? Really? There is. 
as I think a lot of people said, there is a bias towards making sure that the hierarchy of the top six all get into Europe. You, I mean, well, they, they have the, now. The, the, the original top six are all in yeah. Europe, aren't they? Now, yeah. amazing. Isn't it? Last kick of the last kick of the season, and it all works out. So. The, the the in the, the final against Chelsea in favour of Arsenal as well. That's yeah, sending yeah. off uh, the free kick that wasn't given towards the end. The keeper running out the area and handling, and the ref plays it on. And yeah. but I don't know. Anyway, it's happened in it. So, but overall, great season, I think, and, and and lots and lots. Like Kev says, when we failed in the past, it was because we didn't see the the future under different regimes. Under this one, we're excited. See what will happen next and how far we can go. Probably will. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much of the same opinion as you guys. Obviously, I was a bit down about, you know, I think it's more to the fact that, again, like the semi final, because we were so close to, to achieving that um, goal of Champions League and then Europa League and then the FA Cup was so close and then you just get taken away. That's so typical Wolves in so many ways. At some point, we're not going to be the bridesmaid, we're going to be the bride. And maybe it'll be the Europa League this year. And I've got a big reason uh, for believing that we're going to go all the way. But we'll come on to our predictions. Um, so I think before we get on to looking at the Olympiacos game um, and what we're thinking about that, because that's going to be a tough match, make no mistake. Oh, yeah. Why don't we go with our favourite away days um, if we, from this year's Europa League so far. I, I beat a two. Um, There'll be lots of wine involved now. <laughs> Braga and uh, Espanyol, both were amazing memories. Uh, Braga because it was, was the first. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the whole experience of, 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 you know, rocking up with your mates to Birmingham Airport, then getting on a plane to Frankfurt and just experiencing all the, these things and then just being in a continual monsoon for three days oh. in, in, in Braga. You know, the experience of getting to the ground, it, it just incredible. Then you go to Espanol, really, really fortunate with, with the weather that we had in, in Barcelona. And, you know, look at the situation now, how fortunate were we? To, to actually get there at that time. Just before it, they, uh, it all hit, wasn't it? A couple of weeks. Yeah. And then to, to be walking down La Ramblas and all you're seeing is wolf supporters in wool shirts. This is bloody Barcelona, for God's sake, and wool shirts. They're like in the middle of Barcelona. Just wait till when we're in the Champions League and we're walking down Las Ramblas to play Barcelona itself at the yeah. new camp and beating them. <laughs> the, the atmosphere, at, I'll go back to the Braga game, the atmosphere in that first half of the Braga game was just incredible. I'm, I'm not bothered in the slightest that we're not having to go through the qualifiers again this year. We, we do not need that, that, that pressure of games on us. You know, we, 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 we're in a calendar year into our Europa League. That's still going. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we, know, yeah. we do not need that. Um, as I say, amazing times, amazing Fantastic, times. Fantastic, Kev. And Amy, let's go with you next. I, I think you went to Barcelona. What was your experience like at, at that? From oh, your, it was it was just incredible. So we flew out on the Thursday. We got the six a.m. flight, I think, from Birmingham on the Thursday, and that was just. Every, I mean, I think there was about five women on the plane because it was just all blokes drinking. 
in wool shirts. So you just kind of walked on the plane and you thought, right, put the flight test out and then just, we only did one night um, and then came back on the, the late, on the Friday, yeah, the Friday. Um, and it basically everyone had got kind of the same flight. So everyone was one way out on the way back together. And just see, like, just everyone being in wool shirt on the plane. And you just, it was just like a pinch me moment, really. Like, I could not believe it was happening. So my dad, dad's sport wolves. I mean, he's 64. So he's sport wolves since, like, he was about 10. And he'd never been in a way on a European day, like, back in the day or whatever. So I said, right, dad, we've got to go. So it got to Barcelona and said, right, let's do that. Let's go there. And, yeah, the whole thing. And then just going, we went to... um the cathedral and had to have like a walk around Barcelona and then like you said walking down Les Ramblers and I kind of wanted because I've traveled quite a lot and when you go somewhere I kind of expect the culture and expect to you know hear Spanish everywhere I went all I could hear was these black country accents I was like am I in Queen Square or Les Ramblers and then that square that everyone was like hosted in walked in and I was like am I in Wolverhampton am I in Barcelona where am I but that just kind of added to it the whole experience even more and it was just it was like that pack thing that everyone you know everyone talks about it really really felt like just a pack and kind of a takeover and all these people have come from different parts of the West Midlands and just landed in Barcelona and then you know, we were there at the game. I mean, the game wasn't great, but anyway. I think <laughs> the Espanyol fan, <laughs> fans had given up, hadn't they? They didn't really turn up, did they? They were 4-0 yeah. down. They kind of didn't really turn up. It was a shame. But um, but that was the shame about it because there were so many... I mean, we were fortunate to get tickets, but there were so many fans that were watching it in the centre of Barcelona. And you got to the stadium and the stadium was absolutely was empty. empty. Yeah. And it just felt like... I know it was the rules and regulations, but, you know, so it would have just been better to have, you know, a few more thousand Wolves fans in. You wouldn't even notice. It wouldn't have even been like four thousand. They had plenty in the home ends there, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but overall, it was just, and then the next day we went to, did like the sites. I went to the new camp. We actually saw you, Manny, there, but obviously didn't know you oh, then. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, new camp the next day, and then like the park well and stuff, so... Yeah, it was a really good trip and just been that oh, I never thought I'd experience before. No. So hopefully yeah. many more to come in the future as well when all this has passed over. Yeah, but like you say, Kev, like to think that was about three weeks before yeah. we went into lockdown, it's just yeah. that makes me even more grateful for it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was um it's definitely definitely my highlight of the year. One thing that I can actually say was, you know, yeah. And something good in 2020. I'll remember that for probably more for that reason than anything, to be fair. Fantastic. What about you, Manny? You've been on a, sorry, a few trips again. Yeah, I mean, it started last year, about this time, actually. Um, we just got through against Crusaders. And on before that second leg, I just thought to myself, we'd drawn Punic. And I looked and I thought, bloody hell, this is like, this is miles away, this this, um, uh, this place, Yerevan. You know, you'd only ever heard of it. And um, uh, and I, I just went online. All my family were in India. Nobody at home. Home alone. I'd come back from India after um, some stuff we'd done there. And I just booked before we played the second leg. I just booked the ticket. I think I got it for about 500 quid, the flight. And the flights went up to about £1,000 after. Um, so I booked totally on my own. And remember, I never used to go away with Wolves up until a few years ago. 
Um, so going away in Europe, I just had it in my head, Punic are going to knock us out. I don't want to miss out. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on a European away day. So I turned up at the airport on my own, still haven't told my family in India, turned up at the airport, parked the car, and I've sat there in my Wolves gear. I was wearing the black top. It was sort of in disguise, that is for me. And um, these Wolves fans, um, a couple of them came up to me and, and, and just said, looks like it's just us and you then. <laughs> there were just three of us and then we met another three and we got there and it was just sensational because it is proper, it's like Barcelona and Istanbul, the very cosmopolitan, modern countries. When you actually got out of the airport at Punic and you saw the taxis and the, they're like old style larders and, you know, really uh, clapped out taxis and, and, and people have very, just got the windows open, there's no AC or anything like, you know. <laughs> And um, I thought, where the hell are we? Are we going to be safe? But it was brilliant because it was only, what, 48 of us? And we, got, 48, wasn't it? we got to know everybody personally. There was no way you weren't. Even when we walked into the stadium, we had this big corner and we had like, you know, uh, 500 seats each. We could sit where we wanted. And it could be all right. Social distancing now. That yeah, it was there. probably a sign of the, you know, and, and so it was just... Um, you know, we won the game 4-1, played really well. Their fans, they were, you know, I think you probably found this at Istanbul as well. Outside the ground, lovely, lovely people. When they go inside the ground, they're terrible. Ter honestly, they, 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 they scream, they shout. And then after, after the game, we walked out and we could see lots of Punic fans waiting for us, all shouting, chanting, waving their fists. So the police surrounded us. We had, I, I reckon we had about 400 police officers to us, 48 fans, <laughs> surrounding us in a circle to protect us from those fans until they'd gone. And when they'd gone, they sort of ferried us all into taxis and we went away. So that was a little bit, because people always say going away in Europe, it could be a bit hairy or you could, you know, fans and, and people start drinking and you get into trouble or whatever. So that side of Europe is a little bit daunting as well because you don't want to run, like Kev says, you're walking out less rambless, but you don't want to go to the wrong street oh, and meet yeah. up with a, oh, you know, what do you do in a foreign country? And and, and I think um, in Braga, there was a few, you know, minor little scuffles the night before. And um, uh, um, Istanbul, uh, Dave, you can talk about Istanbul. You might as well talk about your experiences because that, you know, people were put off Istanbul, Besiktas, Galatasaray, really ferocious the loveliest country and the people um, before and after shaking hands, meeting you, unbelievable experience. That was probably out of the, all the trips, you know, Espanol, Istanbul and Yerevan. Yerevan was special, but Istanbul was the country because I went with my wife and my kids. So having the family for the first time in Europe, watching Wolves, last minute winner, it was just, you know. Mad money. Well, yeah, I mean, memories. I went on, I've been, on four, I've been to Barcelona, Braga, uh, Turin and Istanbul. And as you, as you put it, everyone was scared about going to Istanbul, saying that's going to be the real down there, fanatics and stuff like that. And my complete, I went for four days. And yeah. I've got to tell you, the two places that I've been in the world that, you know, I absolutely love and uh, would want to go back. New York, fantastic. And Istanbul, absolutely amazing. I just, every, every bit of it, I, I absolutely love. The fans were doing all of this with their eagles, meeting up with them before the game. The weather was great. It's such a, that one street in Istanbul, the high street goes on for like, like for 
two miles. You, yeah. the um, the takeaway shops have got chandeliers in them and all sorts. It was it was it was going down to the uh, to the bazaars and you know. It's funny, Dave. We're talking about we've all talked about um, European football, and none of us have really talked about the football. And it just shows you what a real experience it is for oh, fans just to go oh. there together and you know be there supporting your side. But you, the, what you bring back is much more than the, just the result. Oh. You can't really remember too much of the games. <laughs> I mean, all I remember about the Espanol game away was that song. And we've adopted it. That the only thing I remember. Remember when they when they scored, we were all doing it as well, weren't we? <laughs> Yeah. It was oh, it was it was fantastic. In terms of like the actual match itself, I'm probably going to go with that because it was the first game. I know there was that nearly that crush. Probably the Turin uh, Torino. That was the first one. It was sort of yeah. like getting through, and um, the atmosphere was probably the best atmosphere in that stadium when we were singing "Si Senor" and and everything. But as and the famous was, Catroni song. Oh, yeah, the pink oh, the, the I loved that chant. The disappointment one, probably, to me, was, and everyone thought it was going to be the most friendliest one, because it was Portugal, was Porto and Braga, um, because it rained a lot, and then the police were so heavy-handed, and it chucked it down with rain, and Half the Braga fans didn't turn out either on the other end for a while. I don't know whether because they're not used to the rain or anything, but like, that was a, the, the one that I was expecting to be the friendliest. And it turned out to be Istanbul, which was the one that everyone was worrying about. So, uh, didn't they call their um, great countrymen? That's why. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. So it was absolutely... Did you hear some bad stories about the Braga game? Like some of the lads that I know that went and they said it was just. It put some of them off going to Barcelona because they were like, they just was, didn't want the repeat of what happened with the police and everything. It was they just... were really heavy handed, the police in mm -hmm. there. In, I mean, the police in Turin getting into the stadium, they, they, they did a good job. They brought us all in on the buzzies and then they got everyone off the bus. And you've got like 3,000 Wolves fans trying to get in between two gates, and there was a danger of a crush because they were, and that was scary. But the Wolves fans at the front were saying back off to the Wolves fans at the back, and they did back off the crush, and everyone got in. But Braga. People got in late, didn't they, to that game? Yeah, they, they did. Them, someone Ridiculous. someone <laughs> got on the first buzz, and they sat there for two hours. Yeah. The Braga was so surprising because we, we'd spent the two days in Braga, and the people in Braga were just. Incredible, and you know, there'd obviously been the trouble the night before in in um, in Porto, which which we we never came across anything like that. Yeah. Um, so we just rocked up to the game, and then we were confronted by this. It's like military police. Yeah, it was police when it. It was just astonishing, and you know, just mindless stupidity. Like uh, walking to the ground, you, you know, you got your tarmac where you walk to the ground, but they forced you onto a, a muddy grass patch to walk through. And they were chucking the flags away as well, weren't they? People's flags. They were getting them and throwing them into the bin and everything. They treated the, 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 the Wolves fans, the police, like we were nothing, basically. I think, they you know, the, because there was trouble in Porto the night before. It just gave them excuse, didn't it? They just, mm. they see the reports and it's a few fans, you know, get into trouble and then they just decide to make a decision, right, we're going to, we're gonna and then let it's, them know it's catalyst then because then some more fans are angers. Well, they that got, angers fans right. then, yeah. it, it's catalyst, 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 isn't it? It's, it's not 
police fans hitting a woman or that or whatever or someone just banging them over the thing then people are going to react to that and so you know what? In, in the, that's one experience up. one experience of europe when you go into different countries people do you know they have different ways that they do things you know which are sometimes alien to us because you know, i've been to many countries where you know if you even breathe out a line you'll get you're going to get a whack because that's just the way they police so you know in a football match it's english football hooligans you know that's what image yeah, some people oh, have they, yeah. they, they build that image well, up i'll tell you what the is the way the istanbul police dealt with it and got us in in phases it was so oh, they were brilliant it, absolutely okay you got checked a load of times on when you on the way in but they Manage the flow of the of the supporters. It was very relaxed. And we all got Dave, there was there. a there was a police there was a police officer on the way to the stadium in Istanbul, actually selling them uh, the firecrackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were selling them. Yeah, they, were, they, were, they, were, they didn't move from their position. They all smiled as we walked down, all with our fireworks and everything, all singing and chanting, and they just stood smiling back at us. It was unreal. It was like you know because we expected Istanbul. These guys are going to. You know, not take any prisoners, but they were. They loved having us there, to be honest. And I've got to say, the Besiktas fans were the ones that we met and I hung around with, had pictures and taken with. They were brilliant. But when you got in the stadium, like you said, you've got the ultras and stuff there with the flags, they were proper yeah, yeah. going for it. But that, I mean, it was noisy enough on the telly. I remember watching it and it was like. Good. Crazy. In, I mean, they were noisy enough when they came to Molyneux as well. Yeah, yeah. So oh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's part of the uh, the experience, witnessing that and how. And you had that again in Turin, uh, the uh, the Torino ultras as well. When they they've got like a conductor, not even watching the game, turning away, conducting the fans. And you saw them, like you said, when they came to Molyneux, they did the same thing, didn't they? They're so coordinated. But yeah, obviously this week. The, if we'd have had the Olympiacos fans here, that would have just been an oh. amazing sight. Yeah, it was. Greek fans are just—it's just a shame in it that we've got no fans. Uh, well, brilliant. That's a really that's really good. And don't forget, if you're listening to this or you're watching it uh, on YouTube, uh, leave us your um, favourite games that you've watched so far this season as well. We're really interested to uh, to hear. Leave us a, obviously a comment on on iTunes or in the comment section below on YouTube. Just one other thing, Dave. One of, one of the funniest things that happened on our trips, um, as, as I said earlier, we, we tended to fly by um, Lufthansa. So on the way back from the uh, the, the uh, Espanol game, um, we're flying back through Frankfurt. And Frankfurt Airport is like huge. Massive, so isn't it? Massive, massive amount of Wolves fans there. So we're, we're, we're all on this flight back this Lufthansa flight back from Frankfurt to Birmingham and you've got this German Lufthansa air steward. 95% of all the flight is, is, is Wolves fans in Wolves shirts. And he turns around and he says, this is the biggest stag party I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he thought we were all on a stag party. Oh, so then we had to explain to him, no, no, we've actually been to a football match. I got. I gave a badge to um, to uh, one of the, as I was leaving. I think it was Turin. Uh, you know, they check you through. We're just going. Oh, I like your wall stuff and can, anything I can have. I gave him a badge, 
Um, and he was is that supposed to be Italian? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of the there, I don't know, you know. But he, he was made up about it and stuff. I think he was a Juventus fan because all the Juventus fans were going like this all the way through because they're obviously arch rivals with Torino. That's a fantastic experience, mate. Good laugh that was. It's one of them things, and you just like story yeah. that you can tell down the pub or with your mates or whatever. I remember this time. Fantastic, that is. When we got to Yerevan, I checked into my hotel and I thought, oh, I'll walk to the square. There's a square there with a big fountain. That seems like a, you know, a congregating point for us 48 fans. And there was nobody there. Absolutely nobody. I'm there in my gold turban, the shirt, my shades. I've got my Ray-Bans on. And, and I'm looking around. There's not a single fan to be seen anywhere. And then these two old Yerevanian I don't know if that's what you call them. Ladies come up to me and um, said, um, do you mind picture, picture? And they wanted a picture taken with me. I think they thought I was like some sort of, you know, like, I don't know, like the council had put some sort of mascot in the, in the town square for the day promoting something. But they had their picture taken with me, but they had no idea I was a Wolves fan or Wolverhampton were playing or, you know, and, and then I met a, 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 an old guy who was who had a wolf shirt on and he had his backpack and he was, walking around and I ran to him to like, you're sticking with me, we're sticking together. But he goes, oh, we <laughs> introduced ourselves and we sort of um, uh, then met up with more fans, but it was brilliant. It was some somewhere, brilliant story. In, somewhere in Yerevan, uh, Mane, on a wall somewhere in some lady's house is a picture of you and them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't know what I was selling that day. <laughs> Oh. The, uh, the Bratislava home game, halfway up um, Snow Hill, and with Bratislava was February. Oh, I can't remember. It was yeah, really yeah. cold, and I was persuaded to give this this um, Bratislava fan my latest Wolves top in exchange for this grotty, bloody, grimy Bratislava <laughs> uh, scarf that I've still got in the cupboard upstairs. But, but, but it's an experience, isn't it? It's one yeah, of those moments. It's like... It come all the way from, from, from Bratislava. I said, have you heard his accent? He's more bloody Tipton than <laughs> Bratislava. Fantastic. So then, um, fantastic memories and hopefully many more in the future. But we've got a business to take care of, haven't we, Thursday? The first leg, can you believe it? Was that first game that we had the experience of being behind closed doors for completely different reasons at the time was in March. We're now in August and we're playing the second leg. It is at Molyneux. Uh, it's 1-1. Uh, just re re recapping on the first uh, game, um, they scored first after they were down to 10 men because they was, had a player sent off after 20 minutes, 28 minutes. Pedro Neto, I think, got the equaliser and we got that away goal, didn't we? Uh, Olympiakos have run away with the Greek League, 18 points clear. They've only lost one game this season. That was after they've won the league. Um, they knocked Arsenal out against all the odds. Was it a last-minute goal knocking Arsenal out? Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's right. they reckon a lot of the, um, the Olympiakos think it's one of the best teams that they've ever had. It's not going to be easy. I think their keepers out, who's kept more clean sheets. 28 than any other keeper this season. 28 clean sheets. What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be tough. I, I honestly, I don't. I think it could really go either way. I really, in my head, obviously, you know, Wolves fan head on. Really hope Wolves, you know, can come can come through with it. But after the Chelsea game, I mean, if they turn up like they did against Chelsea game, they've got no hope. But um, 
I, just, I think probably which has given me a bit more of anxiety, is that the right word to use, is the Chelsea game didn't give me much hope for them going into this game. But then you hope that that might fire them up to, you know, just give an absolute performance. But it's kind of a bit, it's it's one game, isn't it? And if they win it, then we're through to the next ground. And it really feels like it is a really isolated, it's weird setup. it being the second leg and the first leg we've played, what, five months ago? So there's not the community that you'd usually have that you could kind of bounce up on like we had with the other previous legs. So it's, it does really feel like a standalone game. I think it would have really, really benefited Wolves to have the fans there because I think it could have potentially be quite a dirty game with Olympiacos. Mm. Um, but it's exciting because I, I just can't call it in my head. I really, really can't call it. So, um, you're going yeah, to have to call it. Okay, mate. I know, this is the problem with doing these podcasts because I always have to predict and I don't like predicting the matches. Go on, so. come on, Amy, come on. I'm going to go nil-nil, but Wolves will go through with the away goal. We is that a cop-out? Can you imagine if it's nil-nil? And we're in, and we've got Mike <laughs> Dean comes on as substitute ref. Like, don't, 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 honestly, I'll think he can't ref this one because he's English, so we're okay. I, I think he'll they'll play, they'll really play on the counter. I think they'll be quite defensive, but then they'll really play on the counter with this game. I think how it's going to go, but um, it'll be interesting to see whether he starts Podence. I don't know whether I think he'll he probably will. I think it just it's a sure in that is Podence for me. I think um, he's our inside man as well. Go on, yeah, Manny. Think, What's your thoughts on this? Um, you know what? I think I spoke to you earlier about yeah. this. I'm expecting a dour, dull, drab game, and then we'll score really late and seal the victory. That's what I'm hoping. And one-one um, uh, is the so hard because for both sides, for for Nuno, you know, the team does like to sit back and let a team come on them and then use their pace. And ideally, then that's what you would expect because they need to score. Nil-nil puts them out. Because they need to score, um, Wolves may be sitting in their shape um, and then hitting them on the on, on the break. But it's when Olympiakos decide to go because I think for a long period, Olympiakos won't open up because it's just one goal. They won't just open up straight away like they're 3-0 down. So it could be a chess game for long periods and um, uh, and not not the greatest viewing. Um, Defences are tight on both sides. It's a game you're predicting, Manny. Yeah, really. I don't think it's one that we'll write about, um, but it's about the result. When you get to the, this type of stage, you know, there's a last eight waiting in this mini... You know, this mini tournament, a new thing, uh, which are all one-off matches. And um, we can come on to them later. But the, I'm expecting like a tight game, not the best. Probably similar to the way we've been playing. I can't see us suddenly raising our game that much higher than uh, some of our performances. But I think it still could, could be enough. I'm going for 1-0 late goal. Fantastic. And you, Kev? I think Nuno could surprise us. Um, I love Kev's predictions. <laughs> you know, everyone will expect a tight game. I think Nuno will go attacking to start with. Um, he's done that. He's going to start with Kev. I, I think he'll start with Triori and Pedence. See, I think. Um, you know, if if you if you look at reports of the the Tottenham Olympiacos game, it was Pedence absolutely tore an, another one for for Spurs. And when we signed Pedence, uh, I've got a friend 
who's a huge Aris Saloniki friend, uh, supporter. And he said, Pedems is like the standout player in Greek football by, by a million miles. Um, so that I think kind of puts into to context the standard that Olympiakos will, will be. They'll be tough, they'll be tight, they'll be well organized. But our strength is, is going to be in our attack. Can they handle Traore? Can they handle Pedence? I think that's got to be our, our real opportunity is to, is to go for them. And I think Nuno will surprise us. I think we'll win 2 0. 2 0? Okay. Yeah. But, I love Kev. I'm kind of with you, Kev. I th I think he'll start Pedence for the exact reason. Although you'd think Olympiacos will know all about Pedence. Um, and I also think he'll start Traore. I think he's going to go for it from the top. I've got a, I've, I, I, I think he's going to go for it. I think you're right. I think uh, Olympiacos are going to think. I think but if Wolves can get the goals and go for it, and like you said, make the most of it, I'm, I, I don't know. I've just, just been thinking about it, Justin. I've just gone 3 0. Do you know what? I think we're going to win it. I think we're going to turn off. Well, they've been drinking, Amy. <laughs> I think you. I think it will be Podence and Traore. I think Traore will turn them to shreds. Uh, Jimenez will come back to form. And we've got Jota and Pedro Neto. Uh, and the defence will be fair. I've I, I just got a feeling. 3-0. That's my opinion. Well, there's a shortage of Vaseline in Wolverhampton now. And, and don't forget, <laughs> there's arms, yeah. Don't forget their keeper. I was gonna. I was wondering what you was gonna say then, Kev. <laughs> Don't forget their keepers out as well, and he's the keeper that's kept twenty-eight clean sheets. Yeah, I, I, gonna I, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be ultra positive and go three now. We're gonna have a lot of Greek fans with this on Thursday. Olympiakos are the Manu of Greece. Everybody, yeah. apart from the Olympiakos fans, absolutely hates them. Well, yeah. guess what? You want to watch my match preview when I do it for Olympiacos because I've got one of, one of my um, international fan contributors. He lives in Athens and he's matched with a load of Greek football fans. So he's been sending me videos in for the preview from Panakathias fans, from AAK oh Athens God. fans, Olympiacos oh, fans. So I'm going to have to put them all in on the preview. But that's going to be really brilliant. Um, but yes, but they are the panic. Obviously, the AK Athens and the Panakathias fans are all like, "Come on, Wolves!" Because of the and the Olympiacos fans are very, very confident. They think they're going to beat us. But you can understand. They, they probably should be. I mean, they, 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 you know, they've dominated their league and they, they are a good side. So why wouldn't they be confident? But we've just got to do our thing, and we? we've got to do our thing, and we've got to approach it right, and 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 hopefully, uh, I, you know, it'd be great to see an early goal because. It's one thing we need to improve and we don't do is score early goals and when we when we have we've always gone on, gone to win, gone on. win and comfortably and don't forget as i well, am glad though it's at molyneux not in Athens. oh yeah okay. even though it's you know no fans whatever i am glad it's we have benefited from having the second leg now and we i think we can't underestimate the importance of that netto goal how huge that goal was away yeah away there. Massive, massive a little bit of break as well that they've had a bit of downtime as well bit of recharging of the batteries. This squad's got the mentality. You've got the likes of Matinho in there. He's a winner all the way through. They know what they need to do. If we want Europe next year, we've got to win the tournament. And look what happened with Arsenal. They got through, beat Man City and then beat Chelsea. That same thing could happen for Wolves. Got to believe. You know, um, somebody said, like, um, Wolves, are, I just read, Wolves are probably suited to, like, this one-off European match. You know, because of the big players they've got, Patricio and Matinho, people who've played in the Champions League and in and in Europe before. You know, it's 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 for Wolves, it's new, but for our squad, it's not new. So um, uh, apparently, 
you know, this is this type of competition suits them, the style of play, and, and you sometimes you do get that extra minute on the ball and 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 you know, where in the Premier League you've seen high pressing and, and you know, people at your ankles all the time. So maybe a midfield two can um uh, boss the game on Matino will not be happy how the season's ended. No. No, he won't. He, he gets frustrated losing at table tennis, Matinho. Yeah. Anyway, just want to say a big thank you as well to the Pitch Football app that's powering the podcast today. Crack on and get onto that and leave your score predictions and that. And uh, you can look at your team selections as well. So big thank you to them. Manny, I just want to come back to you um, on this because we've had a question which you hit on the nail on the head there. <coughs> and it says, and it's from Alex Harris. Uh, on Instagram, okay. will the one-off games be better for Wolves than the two-legged ties if we get through on Thursday? And I think you've just touched on that, which I'll pick in that question. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, like I said, I just think, um, you know, the, Patricio, Matinho, you know, Neves, Bowley, they've all been in European football before. They've all sort of had skirmishes. And, and I think they just get that extra second because of their style of play to pick the pass, to have a thing, to, you know, do do their magic. In, in the Premier League, you know, it's very hair and scare and you have a lot of people biting your ankles and, and big, um, you know, burly midfielders trying to knock you off the ball. And and maybe it's this is the thing. Even forget Seville, Roma and Manchester United. We're playing them in Germany in a neutral venue, away from any bias for from any, you know, home support or... Um, Sometimes it can be quite hard to go to away grounds. Imagine going to Seville and Roma it would be a bit, you know, quite a quite a, a, a battle. Going to Seville or Roma, because that. But what I'm saying is, it's just it's a different ball, and that one-off experience, that 90-minute match, we've proved it in the past against the biggest and best in this country, and so far, whoever we've faced in Europe, we've dispatched and um, quite better yeah. away as well. Generally. Yeah. So you know, it's not. People are looking at it, oh, that's it, that's it, European football's over, it's gone, uh, we're not going to get it. Well, there's a huge opportunity and we have to, you know, um, really think of it as, as that, not just a, you know, it is a free hit, but it's a big opportunity as well to actually, silverware is what really turns people's heads, not semi-finals, not quarter-finals, not, you know, progression, that's for us, that's for us seventh and, and doing well, but it's the, you know, putting something on the mantelpiece, even though we're ahead of schedule and nobody expected it. How wonderful that would be. Another question here, which throw in at this point, actually, it's from Harry B 869 or something on Instagram. Who do you think is getting through, Roma or Sevilla? Well, Roma beat Juve 3-1, didn't they, the other day? Did they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 they did, yeah. yeah? I think Rovers finished fourth in the Italian league and Sevilla something like fifth or third or something in the Spanish league. Is that right? Roman known as the Little Wolves. They've got the wolf. They've got the wolf on the badge. Sevilla have won this tournament more than anyone else as well, haven't they? I think Seville you could compare to what I've just said about Wolves suiting Wolves at European football. For some reason, Seville come to life in European football, don't they, over the years. and countless number of UEFA Cups, Europa Leagues and, um, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game but I can see probably Seville coming through, just their experience of European football. I don't and know. you, uh, Amy, who do you think is going to win that one? I, I, I couldn't tell you because they're both very good sides. So, yeah. 
Tulsa. Bye. Oh, I'm going to go Roma. And Kev? Uh, Sevilla with this, their track record. I'm going to go Roma, just because I like Rome. And I wish <laughs> we'd have got an away trip to Rome, but Sevilla would have been a nice as well. But still, I'm so we split on that one. So, okay, we're going to come to now the big question. Can and will Wolves go all the way and win the Europa League this year? What is your gut feeling? My, my gut <laughs> your gut feeling is no. No, I don't think. It, it's a tough, tough ask. We, we, we're, we're, so we're a calendar year into to our season um, and I think we've shown signs of, of, of fatigue at times. Um, so my, my gut feeling is we won't. Could we? Absolutely. This is Nuno's team. We can achieve anything. And for one-off game, we can achieve anything. Um, so yes or no, we're going to do it? No. Okay, how far are we going? I think we'll go semi-final. Semi-final. Ames? I'd love to say yeah, but I just I just have doubt. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Maybe I'm being quite pessimistic today. Oh, really? But, um, I think realistic. I would love, I would like you, Kev, I'd love, love, love to say, yeah, we're going to go all the way. But I I just can't see it happening. I think after the few performances we've seen where I've been a little bit disappointed, I think the knock-on, like the tournament element might sway into it in the semis if, if they do get that far. Um, so I was, I was thinking semis before you said that, that I think they'll get to. But um, yeah, but I'd love for them to prove me wrong. So if any of you guys watching, still be a massive just... achievement. Oh yeah, um, brilliant. But if I'm going to say my dad, my dad's already got them lifting the cup, so he'll be—he's the optimistic one. I'm the pessimistic one. So <laughs> semi-final's still a good, good to. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Like to get here to get to this point, I just brilliant. think it's unbelievable. So yeah. I just take anything, just you know, say enjoy the ride, enjoy, enjoy the journey. The Come on, man. Well, it's going to be a trio of semi-final heartache, it looks like. Um, you know what? I, we've got, have we got the talent within the team and the squad to win one-off games and go all the way? Yes, of course we have. We know that. We've done it. After 57, 58 games after we've played Olympiacos, after 58 games of the season, can we beat Olympiacos, potentially Seville, Manchester United and maybe Inter Milan? That's like, that is, maybe we could win one or two of them. Are we in a position to win all four of them? We probably have to play at the top of our game in every department to do that. Now, would we, at this stage of the season, are we in that type of, I don't think so. I don't think we've quite got enough to win four games of that stature. Um, but I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to Wolves being in Germany and giving it a go. And, and maybe they can beat Seville. That's my hope. And, and if they go through and um, a semi-final might just be, you know, that step too far. But again, I think we'll look back at whatever happens with extreme pride. I'll go semi-final, mate. Same semi-final, thing. semi-final, semi-final, semi-final. You heard it here first, guys. We are winning this Europa League, and I'll tell you the reason why I'm believing it, and I've mentioned it before. My good friend, Bill, Sean Connery, was sat next to me for 20-odd years, died, passed away suddenly before Christmas. Uh, Very obviously sad time. 
I went to see him, uh, family rang me up, I went to see him the day he passed, I spent some time with him, showing him some of the games on my vlogs that I'd done on my, my channel that he hadn't watched. He, he, I sat down and talked to him privately, and he basically whispered in my ear, said, Dave, I've seen, I've seen two things, I've got to tell you. The first thing he told me was, Diogo Jota hadn't scored for ages, was going to score a hat-trick in the next week. He scored two the next match, and he scored three the next match. And that actually happened. And he says, we're going to lift this trophy. That's what he said. We're going to win the Europa League. And from that moment on, I believe, after Jota scored that hat-trick, the next game was like, that's mad. I believe it. So it might not happen, but I've got to have the faith that it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's the reason why I'm going to say we're destined to win. He said he saw it happen, so I'm going with that. And if it does, God bless you, mate. You know, yeah. that would be amazing. Get through, this, get through the Olympiacos game. We're in, then into tournament football, aren't we? And we have One got two huge, the experienced players in tournament football. Yeah. Rupert Patricio and Gian Martino. And you could add Nuno to that. He was part of the, the, Europe, the European Portuguese winning. So they know about tournament football. And it, it's a massive advantage. It's very different. You know, England have, have found that out to the cost over the years, haven't they? You have to play tournament football very differently. So that's a huge advantage we, we've got, or a huge positive. So I agree. I think as well, like you say, if we get to the semi-final, which you, you, we're all saying we're going to get to the semi-final, it's going to be against United. We, OK, we lost that one game. To if United, United get there... It's likely or Copenhagen to be Stalsholbukken, can it? If we could get United, they ain't going to want to play us. And we can in a one-off game, like you said, we've beat, we've had the better of them on mostly. I know they're on fire at the moment; they've had really good form. But we can beat United. We can. We proved it in the FA Cup quarter final last year. Uh, we've beat them. You know, we've matched them. So we we won't be frightened of Man United. That'd be a massive game. Can you imagine? And we can. Like, we can potentially. We haven't beat. lost to them in the league. We haven't lost to. We can, potentially, we can potentially beat anybody right. and we can potentially lose against anybody. We know that. So, you know, I don't think, I think everybody of, every one of us thinks we've got enough if we do really turn up to go all the way. It's just that consistently, that, that um, German, German, that tournament it is, it's changed the psychology of the whole thing. It's not two legs. It's not a gap. It's not playing a league game. It's that's actually not going to a World Cup. Yeah. Not a mini World Cup. And, and you're playing in the later stages, and like Kev says, it's it's a huge thing, not just physically but mentally. And you've got to be in the right frame, and you've got to manage the games, and and you know, and and it's about and all it's about is not nine out of ten, ten out of ten performances and wonder goals. It's about getting through, winning and getting through. And and you know, we've seen many sides like France in '98, or you know, other sides in your tournament, even to Portugal when they won it. What about they Denmark? They weren't fabulous, were Greece, they? Yeah. yeah, Greece. They weren't fabulous, but they just had organisation, discipline, know-how, and won matches. And it's not usually the best side sometimes that goes all the way. So, <clears throat> the Europe will be looking at the last 16, and Wolves won't be regarded as one of the best sides in the group of 16. So, yes, there We're is a chance for us. Favorites? Yeah, we are, but yeah, in, in, in European history, you've got Inter Milan, Man United, you know, you know, you've got a lot of big sides in European history with the, with the, 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 the background that we haven't got. So, that may be an advantage for us. 
Can you it, imagine the media tears if we beat Manchester United in the semi-final? It wouldn't be about how great Wolves have done. Can you imagine how it would be to be in a Europa League final? Can you imagine? What would happen, man? And then we won it. I don't know. Kev, you must have been in your shorts back when... <laughs> what's the last major... You know, we can't even think. That's how huge it is and we won't be able to be there. It's like... Can you imagine? Everyone wiping it and then we get with the Europa League and we get Champions League next year. That would be amazing. But the one question is... When we, when we lost to Tottenham was... Tottenham. That's what I was going to say. 72. Yeah. When, you know, Martin Kivers scored a goal he'll never score again and Pad Jennings had the game of his life. Hello. Uh, you know, that... I, th I think again because it was two English teams. Oh, there you go then. Kev, you've just worked it out. Because Spurs beat us in our only Europe, uh, European final, and also they pipped us to that six spot, denying us Europe by goal difference. We're going to have our own back on them now. Oh, yeah. good. I like that. I like that. Question for you Do you think they'll, uh, they're going to play in the new kit? And what do you think of the new kit? I don't think oh. they can. It's this, this season, isn't it? I suppose it's different in Europe. I hope they don't yeah. because. We all know Most clubs like are wearing their new kits now anyway. Chelsea are wearing their new one. Arsenal are wearing the new one. Bournemouth are wearing the new one. I so think they'll wear the new kit. Oh, I, I think they'll wear it because it's quite good marketing, isn't it, really? Yeah, so Because people want to see what it looks like on the players. That's what my dad said. He said, I want to see it in the flesh before I buy it. I think I what it looks like on the players and what it looks like on fans is two completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Yeah, no, I think I like it. I like it. It's not the greatest kit in the world. Uh, that I quite ever like had, it. But I do like it. To be fair, I'm in the better than last year camp. I'm going to get yeah. the own kit this year. I think. I, I heard. Seasons. I saw your reaction. You did 180 turn, didn't you? I, did, I just didn't like that sleeve. Mm. No, I don't like the sleeves. Bog standard Adidas shirt, isn't it? Yeah, that's all it is. But when I saw it on the players, it, it looked fantastic, especially Raul looked unbelievable in it. Um, so I think they need to put a little bit of extra you know, material in the, the middle area for a lot of people. <laughs> fantastic, no, brilliant. Amy, you, were the, you weren't the biggest fan of it, were you? No, I don't like it. I, like, I still kit? don't like it. Pardon? You're sticking with the retro kit and you're asking Wolves, can we have a white away kit? Aren't you like what you She's our fashion expert, as you can she tell. Is, she is. I, want the, I don't like the orange socks. Why have they got orange socks with this kit? It's Gold socks. Oh. Gold oh. socks. I'm saying orange because I don't like I hate it when people say it's orange Wolves, but I don't like the socks. And honestly, give me a What's more traditional for us? Gold, gold socks or black? Socks, gold socks as well. I always thought it was black socks, black shorts, and then gold top. No, it's always been gold socks, yeah. black shorts, and gold top. That, there was an outcry last year when we went with black socks. Yeah, People were kicking off about it. it. But um, no, I think it will be popular. People will, People will buy it. People will buy it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we put a trophy on the mantelpiece, it will be the biggest selling kit of history <laughs> in Wall's history. Because, you know, um, uh, it'll just be something you'll cherish, you know. So that's what the kit, the kit is defined by the, the players and the achievements in, so, in that kit. That's I, what did a, I did a poll on it and um, on Twitter and Instagram. And generally, it was, Instagram was 80% love, 20% hate. And on Twitter, it was something like 
39% were going to buy it straight away, something like 30% were going to, uh, sorry, 30% were going to wait to see it, and then there was about 20%, it's probably not worked out the right as I say, but it was about 20% that didn't yeah. like it. But um, yeah, it's a kit, they'll be playing in it. You know, and hopefully they we can, always have opinions on kits. You look at all the. You're never going to please everyone. Yeah. Uh, the, I think they should do um, a Portuguese coloured away or third kit, either second or third kit. You know that sort of plum. Um, that plum colour would look. Yeah, I'd get that. I love that colour. Yeah. Transfer rumours or anything to go by. We're going to have two more Portuguese, aren't we? So we definitely. Kev, you're right. We definitely. I think we're going to have more. It's amazing how many we've got. Eight, is it? We've got more than Porto and Benfica. I'd love to see Ruben Diaz I'd love to see Ruben Diaz come to Wolves. Oh, I think he, would be, he, he yeah. would be. He would be good. But, I mean, we got. We'll probably will do a transfer special um, yeah. in the future. But like, we've definitely got to look at um, strengthening. I think that defensive position. Uh, the opposite side. Goals output for me. Goals output. Fifty-one. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, for for where we want to get. Top six, 51 goals is actually not enough. It's, it's, it's good. We never thrash anyone. No. Yeah, when you're 1 0 up, or you get that second goal and then you manage the game. Trying to manage the game at 1 0, obviously you've got the pressure of the team scoring, but you've got the pressure, you've got the, you know, the guys of the whistle going to deny you. We've seen that time and again. We're always on a knife edge in every one of our games. We can't live, you can't play 60 games that, that way. And there's going to be a lot of speculation. I mean, it's already kicked off speculating about Raul. Uh, He's been to eight different clubs this week, hasn't he? He's, He's, been to that. <laughs> He's going to get that. I can't see Wolves personally selling Raul Jimenez to one of our rivals for two reasons. One, it's going to help them. And two, Wolves have made big inroads in terms of the Premier League and as, a, as an English club into the Mexican and American market with a lot of fans coming on towards if they sell him to an, another English club a lot will stick with us but some will then switch to that club where if he does eventually go to sort of like someone in Italy or Spain they're going to stay with Wolves as their English club uh, a lot of Mexicans have said to me when I've, 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 I've said that they're going to stick with Wolves regardless where the role leads but there will be some that will follow him where he goes and you can expect that so that's another reason why I don't think they'd sell him to the likes of Man United. And I'm not necessarily sure Raul wants to leave anyway. I think the thing is with it, I said this to my parents the other day, I said, look, obviously I don't want him to go, but at the end of the day it's his decision and agents obviously have a big influence into it as well. But you don't know, like Raul's my age and being a Mexican, when I was growing up, Man United were, so for instance, Man United were the biggest team in the world. So has it been his lifelong dream to play for United, you don't know. It's his decision. Obviously, none of us want us to go, but I'm just sick of the rumours. I've had mates from who wind me up and say, Raul's going, sending me blooming United gifts all the time. I'm like, please, just just back off. Like, just don't do that to me because it really winds me up because no one knows. Nuno, <laughs> it was on Radio 1 before the old, what, the old Arsenal manager even got sacked and it was on, I was driving in Radio 1. We're saying, oh, Nuno's off to Arsenal. And you thought, the biggest, strongest it's, team are going. It's and just paper talking. They've got to sell It's just the media. So, but it is what it is. Transfers. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen, do you? Everybody's got a price. Everybody's got, you know, everybody has a price. Raul, Adama. Everybody does. It's We're in FFP. It's buying, selling. 
it's all about improving the side. That's all we want to see is improvement. So, you know, you've got to trust in trust in the squad, trust in the development. Gonna to have to end it there, and we'll do a transfer special. Um, I'm gonna go around now. How can Amy? How can people find you on socials? Um, mainly Instagram. So it's Amy Hads. A M Y H A D Z. Manny. Yeah. Um, pedal sing um, at pedal singer on Twitter. If we get through on Thursday, I'm thinking of doing a, a European special um, smosher Saturday. So look out for that. And that would be amazing. And Kev. Uh, on Twitter mainly at uh, Kevin underscore Paycare. Thanks for joining us today as well, Kevin. And me, Dazzling Dave on Twitter, Instagram, and obviously YouTube. This will go up onto YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those uh, regular apps for you to listen to. And Always Wolves have got a Facebook page now, so like that. Uh, been a, an, another amazing <laughs> podcast. Uh, we will come back again in a couple, uh, probably in a couple of weeks, maybe before the final if we get that far be amazing and um i just thank you guys for again joining leave us a rating on itunes and also leave your comments uh, if you're watching on youtube from all of us until the next one always wolves It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.